0: Welcome to the Feel Good Podcast with Kimberly Snyder. My goal is to help you develop a holistic lifestyle based on our four cornerstone philosophy, food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth. This holistic approach will help you feel good, which I define as being connected to your most authentic, highest self. And this is the place from which your energy, confidence, creativity, true power, and true beauty will start to explode. Every week, we provide you with interviews from top experts in their field or a solo cast from yours truly to support you in living your most beautiful, healthy, and joyful life. I'm your host, Kimberly Snyder, founder of Saluna, New York Times bestselling author, and holistic wellness, nutrition, and meditation teacher. Let's get started. Namaste, loves, and welcome back to our Monday solo cast podcast. Where today I am very excited to share the four cornerstones for families. So this is going to be a very practical show of how we can expand our lifestyle, our choices, our beliefs, how we approach this wholeness to support the wholeness within ourselves. And in the context of today's show, to also support the wholeness of our families and the wholeness of individual members. It is so amazing when we get to share and live our values with our loved ones, because of course, as we start to understand the importance of practices and this approach, which is food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth, we want our loved ones to benefit as well. We want our families to be as healthy and happy as possible. And the power of our four cornerstone philosophy, as I mentioned, is that it, it honors the whole person. So, so many times I've seen an emphasis on healthy food, whether that's making sure we're creating healthy lunches for our kids, we're getting the right nutrients in our own diet, but then the emotional well-being aspect may be neglected in the busyness of life. And it doesn't mean that, you know, someone's a bad parent or that they don't care. It's just that when we have this framework, it helps us to really make sure that we're nurturing all of the cornerstones so then what can happen is someone may be eating really healthily, but they're not feeling seen or heard, or there's some sort of, you know, mental health challenge. And that in turn can lead to not sleeping as well at night and other health issues that can come into play. Everything affects everything else. So our mental, emotional well-being, our spiritual health, the energy from the inside definitely has an impact on our physical well-being. Across the entire family. So, this translates to healthier sleep. This translates to better digestion. This translates to just more balance, less wear and tear, because our nervous systems are more balanced overall. So, I'm very excited to get into today some really practical ways that you can practice the living aspect of the four cornerstones in the family home environment with children of any age, extended family members, friends, and roommates who feel like family. You know, however we define it, it of course, doesn't mean biologically speaking. So I'm very excited to talk about that. But of course, first, a few little announcements. If you could please leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to our show, I like to call that out at the top of our show because it means so much. It helps other like-minded, beautiful souls like yourself find the show. So thank you. Thank you in advance. Please also give yourself the gift of self-care by subscribing to our show. And that way you don't have to think or take further action. You just stay in the flow of our Monday podcasts and interviews and our Thursday Q&A show. Please also just take a moment to share the show with anyone that you think would benefit. It could be a simple screenshot or a link or whatever, but this is how our community was founded with sharing. And of course, this energy, it's a type of selfless service that really does create more abundance in your life when we're thinking of how we can support others and we're not looking to gain anything from it. Reminder that our newest book, Baby, You Are More Than You Think You Are, is out now in paperback. It's a great summer read or gift as you, as we head into summer and just, if you haven't checked it out yet, it's a amazing collection of practices and tools that have helped me so much in my life to overcome limitation, to expand my vitality and my purpose and my fulfillment of all the things I wanted to create, it can feel daunting at first as we go into life and we think about how noisy it is and how much is going on. So these ancient teachings, which have come from Paramahansa Yogananda, and I work to highlight how important they are for modern day life, I think are really important for all of us to know about. So please check out the book. If you haven't yet already, or please gift the book out again in that energy of sharing and expansion. You can pick it up wherever books are sold. Okay, all of that being said, let's get into our four cornerstone philosophy for families now. Let's start with food, our in many ways, most tangible cornerstone. And of course, this applies to families as well. There's so many meals that have to be prepared in a week. And it can feel like a lot, especially when you're cooking for many different family members. So one of the things that I encourage, and this is what we do in our family, is to create the same foods across the board. When I was backpacking, I saw this practiced in India and Japan and Mongolia and everywhere, Africa. Our kids don't get their own foods necessarily. Of course, we may wanna adjust the spice ratio or, you know, in my family for eating a bunch of lentil soup and some rice, my kids may eat more rice and less soup. And, you know, the difference the ratios may shift a little bit, but I'm a big believer in kids being exposed to a wide variety of the healthy foods that we as adults are putting in our own bodies. So this is great for them to open up to different flavor profiles, different vegetables, different types of tastes And this will serve them later in life, this type of exposure. And we all know when you look at the kids menu at restaurants, it's usually really crappy. It's chicken fingers and french fries. And it doesn't really make sense. Why do kids have to eat completely different foods? So if that's the way it's, um, you know, meals have been approached in your family, no judgment. It's fine. Of course it may feel good. But if you feel like shifting, we can shift at any time, right? We can make that shift and make that change. And, you know, Dr. Joel Furman talks about this. Sometimes kids resist. He talks about the number 15 research. His research shows sometimes we need to keep offering that broccoli or whatever it is 15 times before they come around. But in our house, it's, you know, quite simply like this is what's for dinner, and sometimes they may also want a piece of bread or whatever, sourdough bread, and that's fine too. But I like to really expose them to the different foods. I think that's important. The glowing green smoothie, which is a staple cornerstone within the cornerstone of food in our lifestyle is something that's incredible to share with your children. So since my kids were weaning off breast milk and also while they were still having breast milk, the glowing green smoothie was the first food in the sippy cups, you know, with the built-in straws, in the safe containers, of course, the BPA, non-leachable containers. And kids love the GGS. And introduced early, green doesn't seem weird. Later on, if it seems scary for some reason, you could add extra banana, you could extra, add extra fruit and make it more palatable for them. But it's fun for them to drink the GGS and they really are attracted to the fresh flavors of the fruits and vegetables. The green color, you can play with it um, in terms of talking about Hulk or superhero powers or even get an opaque glass so they don't really see the green as much. Now, another thing that we like to do in our family is to have cut up veggies after school. So it's already on the table when Bubby comes home after first grade where he's ravenous already when he walks in the door And usually a a denser snack, I'll make him like another sandwich or something after school, is warranted. But right away, his favorite crunchy veggies, which are carrots, celery, cucumber, Mosey loves bell peppers, they're out on the table. So it's a practice of just getting used to simple, earthy, natural foods. No sauces, no dressings. Sometimes they'll wanna dip in some hummus, but usually in our family, it's just plain Jane veggies. So this helps to encourage a plant-centric lifestyle, a veggie-forward lifestyle. When they're hungry and that's what's around, they tend to nosh on that first. Now for breakfast, I like to offer my kids, they'll be playing with Legos on the table while I'm making lunch and getting ready for school. We also have to pack snack as well. So things like almond butter and jelly or hummus and avocado, are really great to have for them in the morning because they need they need some density, they need some protein to sustain them through school for their brains. So besides the glowing green smoothie, because there isn't the same sort of liberty with timeframes for kids, I like to have those sorts of foods out there for them in the morning. Another product that I love is the Udo's Oil. And I've been sharing this on social just because it's a real staple in our house. And a couple of years ago, we actually interviewed Udo Erasmus for our podcast, who is a preeminent fat expert. I believe he lives in Norway or Finland, one of those countries. And he wrote a book called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, or maybe it's the opposite, Fats That Kill, Fats That Heal. But he has studied so much about the important benefits of healthy fats and the ones that destroy us at a cellular level. And so his Udo's oils, which are pricey, but a little bit goes a long way. You can pick them up refrigerated in the health food store and keep them refrigerated at home, are a blend of cold-pressed oils that help to supply healthy DHA and EPA fats, which are critical to brain development. They are critical to heart health and hormonal balance. And so what I like to do is I pour some of this oil over my kids' quinoa, or soup, or rice, and I do it for myself as well. So that's uh, a really healthy oil that you can stock at home. I also like roasted sweet potatoes and veggies, which are easy, I toss them in coconut oil, sometimes cinnamon, which they like a lot. And then when they're out on the table, they'll just pick them up with their fingers sometimes, or there'll be a pile of that to get extra veggies into whatever we're eating, which goes to my next point, which is the practicality of gluten-free pasta. So the pastas we love are made with lentils and chickpeas and they're delicious. They cook in like 10 minutes or so and they are completely um, full of protein and minerals. So they're really wonderful to have around. So a meal for us could be the Dharma's kale salad, which Hubby and I eat. Mosey also loves it. Bubby isn't so into it right now, but we'll have roasted veggies, the raw veggie sticks, and then the lentil pasta. And sometimes we put veggies inside of the pasta sauce as well, like mushrooms. My kids love mushrooms. Whilst you may be eating really well, a big piece of the wellness puzzle for you may be hydration. So hydration isn't just about water. It's also about electrolytes, which unfortunately get wiped out all the time, even from just normal active living. So we need to replace them the way that we replace probiotics. And I wanted to share this brand that I love so much. It's called Element. It's been a part of our kitchen for many months now. My husband and I each take a packet and drink it with water before I work, before he does a workout and we feel great I personally like the raspberry flavor. So I really wanted to recommend it to you and also to share that if you go to drinklmnt.com slash feelgood, you can get a free sample pack with any purchase to try out eight different flavors. So go to drinklmnt.com slash feelgood to get the deal today. That's drinklmnt.com slash feelgood. One of the most important aspects Of health and wellness, mental clarity, weight management, having great skin and less bloat is to keep your body and particularly your GI tract cleansed and clean of toxins and waste, which can build up over time. Part of this is really eliminating or going to the bathroom, number two, regularly and completely. And let's face it, most all of us need some support in this area. And that is why I created Feel Good Detoxy 2.0, which is an amazing product, which I use almost every day myself. And I have for many years because it is not habit forming and it is not a laxative. What it is, is this incredible product that combines magnesium oxide and a stable form of vitamin C known as ASC2P. And it works together to cleanse toxins from your system regularly and effectively. So to check it out for yourself, go to mysaluna.com and use the code BOOSTHEALTH to get 20% off your first order today. That's BOOSTHEALTH for 20% off your first order of detoxy at mysaluna.com. The next thing I want to highlight is the practicality of one-pot meals, which are easy and nutritious. So we have a lot of lentil soup, a lot of uh, versions of the everyday awesome soup, which is in my Perfectly Imperfect book. And these um, these are just where it's at, I think, as a busy families. And there's something about putting love into a one pot meal, whether it's a casserole or a stew, and then it gets dished out to everybody from the same pot. There seems to be a lot of love in that. So please check out our recipes over at mysaluna.com where there are tons of choices for you to choose from. And of course, I'll be continuing to build up the recipes from this perspective of family-centric meals. The next cornerstone I wanna talk about is body. And it's really important that we teach our children and our family members to respect the bodily temple that we are encased in in this lifetime. Because with social media and the noise all around in the imagery, unfortunately, young minds can be led to believe that our bodies are just there for performance, to do something like sports or to look good, parents-based, and not really honoring the truth that our bodies are worthy of so much respect for carrying us again through our soul journey of this life. So touch is one of the most important things I think to foster in a family healthy touch. And of course this is different for each family and different comfort levels, but in our family, cuddling and holding each other and holding hands is so important. It's a huge part of our life. I also shared on social media a practice that we do as a family called Face Face, where we literally press our faces together and we are able to breathe together and be together and share together. And it feels really nice and it feels really good. And it just it's feel, it just feels so healing and connecting. So this is something that Ayurveda talks about, which is this idea that touch helps to settle the nervous system. It helps to bring us into the here and now. So anytime we can connect with touch on a family level, I think there's a real um, nourishment in that. Honoring evening routines is an important way for our children to understand and the family to understand that we need to prepare for rejuvenation and sleep. So in our family, we're blessed with a big tub and an open shower next to it. And we'll take a bath at the same time, all four of us, or I'll be in the shower and the kids and hubby will be in the bath and everybody kind of goes back and forth but the routine is that we eat dinner early, we bathe together and then we read books for Mosey, cuddle in the master bedroom. Then we go down into Mosey's bedroom and we cuddle again and we read books. And then he goes to bed. And then sometime later, there's a similar pattern with EE. And then I like to read at night and journal and meditate. So that's my practice and hubby and I stretch. So just teaching kids this rhythm and routine in the body, in our daily practice, I think is really wonderful for them because they find safety and security and rhythm. Another way that we like to connect with the body and um, honoring this wholeness is to be in nature together, to expose our bodies to this power of nature, the stillness, the awe, the elements. Our kids play outside so much. We're really grateful to have this beautiful Yard here, our lands in California, our farm in Hawaii, where we're in the forest a lot and we're barefoot a lot. It's very simple, but there's something that feels really healthy to the body to be in nature, to be playing with sticks and stones, to be barefoot. And it's just, it, it inspires creativity to be outside. It inspires many ways of deeper connection, I think, when our bodies are physically placed in the ocean, in the park, if you live in a city, in the soil, wherever we happen to be, it's a wonderful way to help assimilate and ground the body in an unnatural world, in a world that's full of devices and concrete and artificial lights. Being in nature is so healthy for the family. So thinking about the summer as you start to plan activities and what you may do together, I encourage picnics. Just simplifying, getting outside is amazing. That's what we did for Mother's Day this year. And I have to share with you, it was the best Mother's Day ever, just to be outside in the picnic setting. It was so wonderful. The next cornerstone is emotional well-being. And this is a big one because being seen and heard and supported for simply being is critical to well-being, but can often be glossed over because we are busy in life. And Eckhart Tolle talks about this. I was actually rereading A New Earth this past weekend, which I love, by the way. And he was talking about the different parts of parenting. So there's the function of parenting in terms of the doingness, which is brush your teeth, get to school on time. You know, it's time to brush your hair and blah, blah, all the different details of life. But, and that's an important part of it. But then there is this beingness aspect as caregivers and family members to be with one another, to really just be and to cut down on all the rushing around and the activities, to be together. So this is a huge one for me. My parents were really loving, but really busy growing up and hustling and both of them were working full time. And so I don't remember having a lot of time to be But I remember when we would play board games together and we had some time, not driving to an activity or something in a group, but just being together, it felt really special. So in our family, we do a lot of board games. We just have a lot of cuddling, like I said, just a lot of being time. And that feels really nourishing. So of course, these are ideas. I'm sharing a lot about what we do as a family, but you know, just giving you ideas for how you might like to practice this. Um, another thing is expression, I think is so important, sharing emotions. So I like to express through writing, through my journaling. And my little ones can't write yet, or they. my older one writes, but not in an expressive way. So we draw pictures. And so we talk about whether there was an incident or someone said something in anger or Someone was scared about something, drawing out what that emotion was like, reflecting where it came from in a safe space. We always sit in the same comfy chair when we do this. And then also maybe discussing and drawing out what, what might, what might we do differently or how we might think about the situation differently. I think it's important to practice active listening. So when we are in a shared space, this is something that Yogananda talked about, this idea of over-familiarity. Sometimes it's easy to take each other for granted and not really listen and be in a rush and sort of be like ships passing in the night. But it's so important that we listen to each other and really hear each other's needs and what we're trying to say and express. So active listening means we're able to really be together, as I mentioned, and look into each other's eyes and listen to each other's words and needs. And again, this is so healthy. This is so important for mental health and emotional well-being, that that worth, that self-esteem really builds up when we know that we're worthy, not for anything that we're doing, but just being ourselves. At dinner, I like for us to pause before we eat and we say grace together as a family. You may also think of this in terms of a verse or, or which is something that they do at my child, my um, older son's Waldorf school or an intention or whatever feels good to your family. For us, it's grace. And then we go around and we say what we're grateful for. But this space of honoring family time together, hey, we're sitting down now for dinner. We're gathering In this group, in this collective, we're taking pause out of our busy days and all the ways we've been pulled in different directions for this moment makes everyone in the family feel honored and important. And I encourage that very much, however it looks in your particular family. Our final cornerstone is spiritual growth. And this is about connecting to the core of who each of us is. So we see that core, that true self within the family as individuals but also honoring that in the collective group. So it's so powerful when we bring this in. And I've mentioned this piece of research before, but I love it so much. I want to mention it again from Dr. Lisa Miller, from a researcher out of Columbia, a PhD, who found that when mothers, it was specifically mothers and children shared a spiritual practice together, there was an 80% reduction Of that child, the potential of that child developing depression over their lifetime. So, as she writes in her book, The Awakened Brain, it wasn't just one factor, but she found it to be the most protective factor against depression over that child's life. So, when we're talking about spirituality and spiritual practice, it's very generously broad how she defines it. It could be religion, it could be meditation seeing the oneness and connection of all things, of nature, any form of transcendence to teach the child that we are part of something bigger and we're all interconnected. So in our family, we talk about our beliefs. We meditate together. My children go to our meditation center, our temple every week. My older son's in Sunday school now. We have altars in every room of the house, including a little one in their rooms with our, with our gurus on there. So as I shared my new book, You Are More Than You Think You Are, I follow the bhakti path, which is of the self-realization fellowship. So it's Jesus and Krishna, the love-based path, which essentially were the same message. So this underlying unity and oneness from the East and the West. Um, that Yogananda brought here and was able to teach when he brought yoga to the West. So we have little altars, uh, big altars, statues and framed pictures. And a practice that I do as a family with the kids is that we pick flowers fairly often for the altars and we place them there with love and, and put them in water and, and um, really keep the altars fresh and alive. And when the kids create something really special, it could be a little crocheted piece um, of knitting or you know, a little piece of clay or whatever. We'll place that on some of the altars as well. We have an altar in the kitchen for Kuan Yin, who is this female Buddha of compassion and love. So a lot of the family items go on there. So it's this idea of, this is really personal, of course, but it's connecting our personal values and beliefs with the family, with sharing, with ma- with making it a really living part of life, and again, this isn't just this isolated part. This helps them feel part of something bigger. This gives them resilience. This can help with immunity. This helps with mental health. This helps with physical well-being. So we start to see how connected all the different cornerstones are, and how we can bring this this emphasis, this nourishment into our everyday lives in a balanced, holistic way. So I hope that some of these resonated with you and your family. These are some of the ones that we love practicing as a family over here. But again, every family is different. This was just meant to be a springboard, a brainstorm. We all know that brainstorms can lead to other ideas. It can just help spark creativity in your own family's life. So I'd love to hear about other ways and practices that you like to practice and live the four cornerstones within your own family. So please share with me on our website, mysaluna.com. There's a podcast section where you can leave comments. You can also um, ask questions for our Thursday Q&A show. You can also reach out to me on social at underscore Kimberly Snyder. And our show notes over at mysaluna.com, we will have other articles, podcasts, meditations that I think you would enjoy. So please be sure to head over there for sure. I'll see you back here Thursday for our next Q&A show. Till then, take great care and sending you so much love. Namaste. expectations matter what do you expect from an suv versatility a range of sizes built to fit your life a range of exteriors that all invite stairs or being able to take control of more than just the wheel expectations matter but exceeding them matters more how we get there matters the audi family of suvs progress you can feel